Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview Phil Sutherland, the CEO of Super Sapiens, a company using sports as a platform to pioneer continuous glucose monitoring to enhance performance in all areas of the life. So Phil, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julian. Great to be here. And uh, let's let's talk about the upsides of everything in the world today. That's right. Uh, and thank you for being on the show. So Phil, what I want to talk to you about today is first we'll go over your background and then we'll touch uh, on your product, your company, as well as the benefits for teams and athletes to use your product. And then we'll discuss your competitive advantage, the importance of monitoring glucose level in the world of elite sports, as well as your business model, and then we'll cover your plans for the next 12 months. So how does it sound? Super. Great. So Phil, could you start by telling us about your background? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, my background has a, a twisty road. You know, I've got 41 years of story to tell. Uh, but you know, I was diagnosed with diabetes at seven months of age. Uh, at wow. six, uh, you know, my parents were told I'd be dead or blind by 25. We found out that if I was active and moving, my glucose numbers were more like theirs, the control yeah. group about diabetes. So you know, in the late 80s, at a time when diabetics were not supposed to compete in sport, my parents said, screw it. You know, if he's going to live a short life, he might as well enjoy it. And let's see yeah. how it goes. Um, and in the world of sport, I realized very quickly, you know, if I had good control of glucose, I can win. If I had bad mm -hmm. control of glucose, I will lose. And then the third, which is, I think, critical for the entire population, is that the days I was active and moving, you know, it was much easier to have you know, glucose stability throughout the rest of the day. Uh, mm -hmm. So sport actually made diabetes really easy for me to manage. Yeah. Um, and I stayed in athletics. I was a top 10 athlete in cycling. That became my drug of choice and uh, 12 mm -hmm. years old. Top 10 in the nation as a junior. Again, top 10 in the U.S. as a U23 in the road race. Um, and then I met a guy with diabetes. Uh, I inspired him to you know, take control for the purpose of living a good life or seeing his grandkids grow up. Yeah. Uh, and in college, I started uh, my first business, Team Type 1. Uh, which was to use sport as a platform to inspire, educate, and empower people affected by diabetes. So mm -hmm. with that business, I got access to continuous glucose monitoring you know, in 2005, uh, used it to take an all-diabetic team to set a world record in the race across America in 2006. Mm -hmm. And then we went on to you know, form a professional team, Team Type 1. Uh, then in 2012, Nova Nordisk took over the naming rights, so it became Team Nova Nordisk, an all-diabetic pro cycling team. And I began, went on a mission to get glucose to our bike computer to help our athletes be the best that they could be. Um, and so, I mean, it's, you'd say uh, I'm an at, like I'm an at, lifelong athlete. You know, I want to be the best given my limited uh, genetic talents. Uh, I'm a father of four amazing children. You know, I want to see them grow up, see their grandkids grow up. So I'm still very motivated to control diabetes. And uh, I've got 18 years as a track record of using sport as a platform to make massive impact in the world. Uh, That's great. Team Type 1 and Team Nova Nordisk have abolished the stigma associated with Type 1. You know, we, they're now athletes and people achieving massive goals uh, all over the world with Type 1 diabetes because of this team, because they inspired them. 
And mm -hmm. this team uh, is the reason Super Sapiens exist because we solved a problem for them. Uh, they went faster. Uh, and really, you know, when I knew this was the best technology I ever had, I wanted to bring this to market. You know, I never sold a product, right? I'd sold hope and inspiration via big sponsorship deals to big pharma, but never a transaction with the consumer. And so as I sat, you know, asking for mentorship, like, what should I do with this technology? How should I bring this mm -hmm. to market? I kept hearing from more and more people without diabetes, like, I'd buy this. I don't have diabetes. I'd buy this. I don't have diabetes. I'd buy this. And, you know, was fortunate to strike a deal with Abbott to leverage their amazing technology, uh, the, the Libre sensor, yeah. and, you know, bring a specialized version of that to the non-diabetic market through the lens of sport. And uh, so, I don't know, I'm, I'm grateful for sport. That's all, like, if you want to sum up the last two minutes of my verbiage in one sentence, it's sport is you know, the billion dollar drug, activity is a billion dollar drug that needs to be a part of everyone's life. And I think my businesses are a testament to that. Yeah, and I, well, first of all, congratulations. I think it's it's it sounds very personal to you, right? It became became a a live goal. I mean, to 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 do this. Uh, I just as a quick question. So, how many people have diabetes today? So there's you know, the number keeps fluctuating. I think the latest is 450 million people, approximately, in the world. Yeah, uh, you know, majority about 95, 97 percent of that is type two. Um, it's projected to hit 635 million people in the next you know, five to 10 years. Uh, I think in the U.S., uh, which is sad, at 10% of you know, kids you know, under 10 are obese, 20% of kids under 18 are obese. And they're just, you know, everyone flies blind about their metabolism and what does what to the body. So you know, I really want to you know, use sport as an active a platform to get this, make people aware of this. You know, mm -hmm. you know, the athletes that are using us, you know, use Super Sapiens to sleep better. They use Super Sapiens to lose weight to enhance their performance. And they yeah. use Super Sapiens to, you know, kind of optimize their fuel for the sake of feeling good during activity. Now, with that said, you know, what do most people in the world need to do? How are they going to live better lives? They're going to sleep better. They're going to eat, you know, kind of, uh, you know, manage their weight more effectively. And if we can help you know, the population that's not used to suffering, that doesn't like wake up and like, how am I going to deal with pain today via sport? Yeah to feel good during exercise because they're fueling appropriately, then exercise is going to become this like addicting drug that people can't live without. And that's going to change the health of the world. And so that's, you know, we have a phenomenal business model, a great partnership with Abbott, but really it's that vision of how we can impact the world you know, using sport. I mean, it's a cool community to be involved in. And, you know, you know that, you know, as good as any. Yep. Yeah, no, that's right. And thank you. Um, so now, before we get into your company and your product in, in more details, how did you get the idea of the name Super Sapiens? Uh, I, I got to give, there's a, these two kids, uh, Mert and Daniel, uh, who, you know, I started the company in February 4th. You know, I was walking around with a bike computer, a Wahoo bike computer that had my CGM on it, showing yeah. everyone like this, this is my new company. I don't know what it's called, but I'm going to bring this to market. And, uh, and so I was introduced to Mert and Daniel. Uh, Mert came to Milano San Remo where Team Nova Nordis was racing, you know, one of the most historic races in the world. And I just started telling him about my vision and what we wanted. And I, he goes, the next week he sent me a proposal, you know, $37,000 for, you know, creating a name and doing a brand. And, you know, and he's a 24 year old Turkish kid who lived in Italy. And I, I said, I think he's got it. And so I, Gave him some cash you know, out of my own pocket, and mm -hmm. uh, on May thirteenth, uh, twenty nineteen, you know, he said, "Phil, you know, I think we have the name." And 
he went through you know, a little design, this, that, and the other, and he, he presented Super Sapiens. And I was like, yes. You know, he goes, we have others. I said, no, 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 that's, that's the one. And I mean, what is Super Sapiens? Like, we, we all are who we are. We were born with our own you know, genetic gifts, deficiencies, whatnot. But, the, you know, the, the real mission of Super Sapiens is to help everyone be the best of themselves, right? That's, mm -hmm. And so that's what Super Sapiens is symbolic for is no matter who you are, no matter what you are, no matter where you are, you know, with our technology and with your hard work, you know, you can become the best version of yourself. Uh, so when he's told me that, you know, I ran with it. Ironically enough, I had my first pitch to Abbott that afternoon. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the big boss that I was talking to said, when I said the name, you know, he goes, do you have a, do you have a business plan? I said, you know, no. He goes, do you have any employees? I said, no, but I got a couple guys who join if we had a deal together. He goes, what about a name? And I said, super savings. He goes, yeah, I like that. That's bold. That's, That's cool. badass. And I said, all right, then, then we went forward from there. That's great. So now you said the company was funded in 2019, right? So mm -hmm. how many employees do you have today? And so can you tell me a bit more about the product? So you mentioned with your glucose monitoring device, you can help to improve uh, sleep. You can help yeah. to lose more weight, right? You can yeah. help to maybe eat better. Yeah. So can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So if you look, <clears throat> you know, we, we use continuous glucose monitoring, right? It's been you know, the world of type 1 diabetes is known for 100 years that glucose is imp important. Like we yeah. high glucose over time, you're going to develop complications that come from diabetes, like renal failure, blindness, cardiac you know, issues. You know, very low glucose, you, you, know, you become you know, an angry person. You have a 40% reduction in you know, cognitive reaction time uh, mm -hmm. because without glucose in the brain, you, know, you can't function. And there's seizures and death. But over the last 50 years, that glucose and type 2 diabetes has become more of an awareness factor. But it's never been thought that it had value for people without diabetes because the textbooks, they say glucose for people without diabetes, especially during activities, can be between 90 and 100. Well, mm -hmm. we've, I've seen you know, through the, watching the Tour de France for, you know, you know since I was 12 years old, yeah. you know, the Tour de France is won or lost because of one bad day of fueling. Right? That's right. It's the epic bonk that happens. You look two years ago, it was Pojacar stage nine when Vinigo went on and won the tour. Pojacar yeah. had a bad day of fueling. That was the end mm -hmm. of the tour. Same thing in the time trial this year. Same thing in the time trial last year when Roglic lost. And, and so, that's what we came to solve for was optimizing fueling to that endurance athlete to prevent the bonk. But as we put continuous glucose monitoring on more people and, you know, we started getting these qualitative, you know, feedback of, Hey, I lost 20 pounds with super savings. How? Well, I stopped eating foods that caused my glucose to go above hundred. You know, mm -hmm. so you think you're going to stay as a non-diabetic, you're eating good foods, most likely between 90 and hundred milligrams, give or take, everyone's a little different. But the spikes in food cause your body to produce insulin. If your liver glycogen is full, your muscle glycogen is full, that insulin is going to take that glucose and turn it to fat. So mm -hmm. little bits over time, you know, increase more fat, increase more weight gain. So by preventing the spikes, you know, you can use the fuel that's already stored in your body as energy, and the weight just very slowly starts to come off. It's not a miracle, right? It doesn't happen overnight like that, mm -hmm. but you begin to use what your body already has. You know, use the fuel in the gas tank versus just having gas spilling out and stinking up yes. the car. So that's for, you know, for weight loss, it's been incredibly effective. And for, you know, the world of endurance sport in particular, you think running, cycling, triathlon, power to weight ratio is the most critical, you know, metric that they look at. 
So if power stays the same and weight comes down, you get a lot stronger and you perform better. By the way, I need to lose 10 pounds, so I'm looking forward to using it. Excellent. Well, and we'd be happy to help with that journey. Um, yeah, because yeah, you look great to me, but you know you better than me. So uh, then it comes to sleep, right? And sleep is the single most important tool for recovery for athletes. Mm -hmm. right? So we really started kind of laser focusing in on sleep. And what we saw is when people have glucose variability overnight, mm -hmm. then it causes disruption in sleep. And, and again, initially, anecdotally, it was I woke up from a dream, you know, and like, ah, my glucose was 140. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, I kept waking up, you know, and my glucose was 60. So it's not that, you know, but people would then say, if I had glucose stability of 80 to 90 overnight, I had the best night's sleep I had in a long time. So right. we began to dive into the research of this. We've got a good partnership with Aura. We also, with Adidas have, and the Runner's High Project, a great partnership with Whoop, uh, analyzing you know, runners and, and sleep and glucose over the next year. Uh, so a lot has to be done to scientifically validate this. But we've been able to see this and more, more and more of our athletes that if you go to sleep with a stable glucose, mm -hmm. and you have the, you, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not creating anything new, right? You know, Whoop mm -hmm. and Aura say, you know, eating too close before bed is going to disrupt your heart rate. That's right, yeah. Sleep. Well, is it heart rate variability that's the, you know, the core? Or is it the glucose fluctuations that disrupt the heart rate variability that disrupts the sleep? You know, yeah. They're all tied together. You know, it's not just one thing screwing up your sleep. So giving people visibility of glucose and when to have their last meal, you know, I know one woman, she's 55 years old, you know, rides her bike six times a week for health, you know, and she was hypoglycemic every night waking up. And then she found if she had a handful of pumpkin seeds before going to sleep, she mm -hmm. had perfect glucose and she'd sleep through the night. So, you know, that was her solution. You know, what's your solution? It's kind of the question. We give you the so let me Let me ask you. So my, so I can sleep in like five minutes. I don't even realize I'm sleeping. I'm just putting asleep. My problem is that sometimes I cannot stay asleep for too long. Yeah. Okay. I tried a bunch of stuff. And so maybe the glucose has something to do with it. I don't know. It's possible. I mean, TV, you know, so. I mean, it's like, I, I know when, if my glucose is in the you know, 60s, you know, I, I'm or even in the 50s, I get really tired, right? And, yeah. you know, it could be middle of the day. You know, think of your afternoon lunch and then 2 p.m. You're sitting like, uh, like, like you're because your glucose has gone up for the lunch, yeah. produce a bunch of insulin, crash it down, and then you're hypoglycemic and you, you think, uh, I'm just, tired in the afternoon no your your glucose is the reason you're tired uh so i say that and that maybe you're able to fall asleep because you have low glucose but mm -hmm. perhaps it's the continued low glucose which is what wakes your body up again because right. you're solving for that with a called a chemical infusion of glucagon which is another hormone for the pancreas that causes your glucose to spike and is it that spike correcting for the low that causes you to wake up you know so it'd be interesting to see you know over the next few weeks once you get on super sapiens like you know what does the data say and the thing is like everyone's different right so yeah. how it affects you is different than how it affects me than how it affects you know we're, we've all got this metabolic individuality like a snowflake um and so really what our system does is it tells you who you are and then you adjust one thing here adjust one thing there again to become the most optimal and best version of yourself that's great so so I'm look. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm gonna get it this afternoon. So I'll, I'll tell you more in about a week. Awesome. Um, and thank you for for shipping it to me. Uh, hey, so you know we've got we work with lots of different teams across the NBA, the NHL, MLS, Premier League, uh, tennis, rugby, etc. Right. So 
what would you say are the benefits for teams and athletes to use your product? How should they use it? What's the use case? Well, I mean, again, so there's the off the court aspects of sleep and weight management. I mean, those are critical at all sports. So that's yeah. just what I spoke about earlier is key. But what do the athletes get paid for? Right. They get paid to perform on the field, on the pitch, you know, on the court or, or out on the roads. And, you know, Team Jumbo Visma, you know, who won the Tour de France the last two years, you know, the big problem they solved for, you know, because it's it's a new technology, right? There's new technologies always in sport and you know, professional athletes, they're typically reluctant to try something new because they're right. there because they're, they're good. And, you know, we didn't have great, you know, retention initially when we started with Jumbo. You know, Woot Van Aert yeah. used it, uh, you know, Primrose Roglic, uh, Robert Gesick, you know, lately Jonas Vindegaard and, and others. But when we aim to solve a problem, which is, are you eating the right, you know, the last meal before activity, you know, at the right time to get glucose stability for the first two hours of exercise, you know, and said, let's do a test. And what we did was we found, you know, each rider was different. Some riders mm -hmm. needed to eat their last meal at three hours. Some needed to eat their last meal at four hours, others at three and a half. And so we helped these athletes solve for what was the most optimal meal and what was the most optimal time before training to get optimal glucose and best feeling during training. And once that problem was solved, the athletes said, well, I can't live without this. Because the thing mm. is, you know, what works today is not what works tomorrow. And so if you're typically a three and a half hour guy, and that's when you eat your last carbohydrate protein meal, you know, mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, that works. But if for some reason, you know, on race day, your glucose is higher than normal, you know, then you now know what's the adjustment that I need to make more water or more carbohydrates. Or if your glucose is a little lower because somehow, you know, your insulin responded a little bit better than normal, then you say, oh, I need a snack 10 minutes before the, the competition because that's going to get me back to optimal state. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'd say that's the key is, you know, all these pro sports teams, they have great nutritionists, they have good nutrition protocols, you know, they probably think they're doing it right, you know, because that's what the science and, you know, kind of the patterns and habits of sport are. You know, it's been the same in cycling for years. You, know, you eat your pasta, you eat your chicken at night, you eat your porridge and you eat your eggs in the morning. Now we can find out you know, what's best for each person. If you have a specific protocol for your 20 players that are going on the pitch, then you can find out, does it work for six of them? You know, you know, what do we change for the other six? And then, oh my God, this is failing horribly for the, next, the final six, you know, what do we do? And allows yeah. you to adopt the team's nutrition strategies per the individual. So that's going into the game. And then you look at half times, right? When you're, we've seen with NBA players or basketball players that we use, you know, they get elevated glucose during games. Mm -hmm. And then halftime comes and the insulin responds, brings a person down. Then they have lower glucose the second half. They're not performing as well. Me, right. I know this glucose and how the body responds. I can look at, you know, guys playing basketball, playing side, like, yep, their glucose is low. That's why they're... So you can adjust what's your halftime fueling regime and then how much and when you give carbohydrates to athletes during the game, just to make sure that you know, in the final minutes of game, when everything's on the line with the hundreds yeah. of million dollars you spend in these players to help have them win, your, win the game, well, do you want them at 100% of themselves or do you want them at 50% of themselves? Well, right. you know, I think it's super interesting what you just said because David Stern, right? And rest, is, rest in peace. But the commissioner of the NBA had a famous quote, they always stay with me. Because like his vision was, I could imagine a coach or somebody on the sideline, right? To have real-time data 
about the game, whether it's the hydration level or glucose monitoring, whatever, and then they will be able to make adjustments on the fly, right? Yeah. Uh, it looks, it's a great vision now for the NBA. One of the issues is because they're not enabled, they're not allowed to wear, you know, wearables during live games, right? Yeah. And in fact, I recently, a friend of mine works in the NBA, told me that the new CBA agreement says on Article 22, if an NBA team get caught using a wearable device that's not allowed by the NBA, they get fined. Like, well, I think it was like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, I think it's a great vision, but how do you make it work in the NBA, for example, when they don't allow you to wear wearable devices in live games? Yeah, no, it's going to be a conversation. Right? It's going to take time, and ultimately, you know, the games are one thing, but it's it's off the court. You know, these athletes are traveling, you know, all over the the country. Right. They live chaotic lifestyles. They are the entertainers, you know, that make the actors that make this league what it is yeah. and you know, how they perform in the game is one thing, but their health off the court for the other 23 hours per day, that's what is going to keep them advocates of the game over the long term. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately that's why we were selected as part of the NBA launchpad. It was, right. yes, they saw the value we had in performance, but more importantly, they saw the health we could, the health impact we could make on the players off the court. And continue. I mean, that's the biggest benefit. I mean, it's it obvious is. benefits for this. It's huge it already. Like we're, don't get me wrong. Like I've been so happy to see the athletes that we're working with win, right? It's, yeah. It gives me a great sense of pride in so many different sports, but to know that they're managing their metabolism to like effectively, they're making more responsible decisions about, you know, what they eat, when they eat, it's going to mean they're alive for longer and they feel better for longer and they stay active for longer. And that means they're going to be bigger advocates for the sport. And what happens when you have ex-pros still super excited about the game you know that they inspire more kids to get in the game and yeah. we need all the athletes in the world today really to unify in one goal which is let's inspire the next generation to get active you know and i think so again i don't expect this rule to happen overnight like we got banned in professional cycling uh because it would be unfair for a rider that can't afford our technology to compete against a rider who has our technology so i i saw that as a great sign of respect from the governing body but ultimately, mm -hmm. it's it's not about the performance. It's about the health. It's about a rider having optimal glucose as they go down a mountain at 100 kilometers an hour, you know, risking their lives. You know, and so the UCI governing body, they'll overturn this at some point. Uh, yeah. Saying, I've been an athlete my whole life. I'm not quitting the world of sport. Uh, so I look forward to the conversations with the different leagues over time to ensure, you know, we can take care of the athletes and the actors of sport, no matter which uh, competition it is. Right. I mean, don't make me wrong. I think... The NBA is a bit particular as far yeah. as that regulation. There's many other leagues that allow the use of wearables, for example, the MLS and many other ones. Yeah. I think there's tremendous benefits to using it, you know, every day off the court yeah. already. So, because yeah. I think it makes the athletes more accountable, accountable about themselves. And also they better understand, you know, what they intake and how, what, what's the impact on them, right? So yeah. I think there's huge benefits already. Um, so, hey, my, my other question was, you know, how important uh, as glucose monitoring become in the world of elite sports and why? For example, and I work with the Brazilian national soccer team, right, CDSL. And one time I saw on a TV screen that uh, Casimiro, the Brazilian soccer player from Man United, was using uh, what looks like a glucose monitoring patch. Yeah. I was like, what is this? And I actually sent it over to uh, the Brazilian national team. Uh, you know, is is more are more athletes using those types of glucose monitoring systems? Yeah, it's growing. 
no, look, look at it. It's, it's a new language, right? It, you know, how, you know, glucose, it's a line, right? So yeah. what, what do I do with this line? What does it mean? Yeah. What action do I take? And so as we have kind of introduced this new language, uh, it started with just a bunch of letters, right? And the teams and athletes who worked to take those letters and forms, you know, words and form sentences, those are the ones you see winning in Formula One and professional cycling, running, triathlon, you know, we're now in La Liga and tennis and golf, et cetera. Um, yeah. You know, but it's like any new, you know, innovation in sport, it takes time for, you know, getting the scientific publications out to yeah. make it easy for the professionals, healthcare professionals of the sport to understand how to use it and ultimately for the players to adopt it. So I think what we've seen so far is a lot of the you know, innovators, a lot of the early adopters, the people who really understand the value of the last one and 2% when it comes to performance, yeah. uh, those are the ones that are using our product. And slowly, you know, and I'd say this year, it's been, actually been quite rapidly, you know, the you know, hunger for our technology has really picked up. And you know, our, our app, you know, frankly speaking, it, it wasn't, you know, it was great you know, when we launched for someone who understood glucose. And for mm -hmm. me, it was the best thing ever. But I, I have you know, more knowledge of glucose and what to do with it than anyone in the world. So, especially when it comes to sport. But we had to simplify our system and make it easier to understand and do better job of education, so that you know someone who's never looked at glucose before can take it and you know and say, ah, here's the action I need to take. We're not quite to the finish line yet, but we're making good progress. And I think that's why. Um, you know, I've got to give credit to my science team, my you know, my app and engineering team who have really helped improve the product. You know, it's in a good place now, but it'll be a better place in another month, a better place a month after that. And, you know, in due course, I think you're going to see anyone who wants to improve themselves, anyone who wants to win in anything is going to know that you can't do it unless you have Super Sapiens uh, powered by LibreSense as part of your platform. That's great. And look, I, I, I hear your pain about it because I come from product management, right? So working with UX people and it's, uh, you got to, it's always, you have the right, uh, need to write, you know, it's tough to build the best experience, right? Yeah. Uh, especially for the teams, but I you know, I, I'm sure you'll, you'll get there. Now yeah. today, who is typically using your product within the team? Is that a, the sports dietitian? Uh, who would that be? Yeah. So you know, the performance directors and dietitians, you know, are, I mean, that's so great to be part of the NBA launchpad and at the tech and innovation summit again this year, last yeah. year we were hawking this new toy. You know, and this year the booth was packed of, hey, my friend from the Warriors said I need to use this. My friend from the Thunder yeah. said I need to use this. And you know, the teams were coming to us in mass saying, we need to try this. So it's typically the sports performance director, the nutritionist who yeah. are getting on to understand how does it impact them. Uh, we've got one club in La Liga who we're doing a really exciting pilot with and their head physician you know, said, I lost five pounds. I saw what everything does to my body. This mm -hmm. is a must have for the entire, not just the team, but the performance team around who's making decisions for what the player is going to do during the game. Cause mm -hmm. yes, for the, for the athletes, you know, it's muscle function primarily, but for, you know, it's also brain function, but for the staff on the sidelines where there are no restrictions, right. Optimizing their glucose. So they give the players the best guidance from a coaching direction standpoint. That's where I think we're going to see a lot more adoption in the, in the time to come. So, uh, and then ultimately the players, you know, it's, We've had some pretty big name NBA players who we know are using it. They love it. Yeah. Uh, I can't speak to their names right now for yeah. otherwise, you know, you know what will happen in this world. Uh, yeah. But, you know, 
the athletes are the ones who are kind of really seeing the magic of it. Uh, Formula One, again, we've had some big, big success this year. And you, know, you don't have to look too far to who's had big, big success this year. Um, yeah. it's, it's cool to see. Um, we're not we're not the reason everyone won. Right. It's these athletes, yeah. their dedication to the sport, their dedication to train, hard work, discipline. You know, that that's why they're winning. We can just make it a little easier for everyone to be the best version of themselves. That's great. Um... I'm guessing maybe that's uh, their stop and maybe was using it. I'm just, I'm just joking about speculating. But anyway, uh, so how would you describe your main competitive advantages? How would you summarize that compare? Because look, there, there are some other, I guess, glucose monitoring system out there. But how would you say is your kind of your secret sauce? So what's, what makes you guys different? Uh, I, I'd say first it's our, our knowledge of the space, right? I mean, we, the team that we have is born and bred and optimizing glucose for, you know, for performance gains. Yeah. Um, you know, our scientific advisory board, you know, they're the best in the world from a sports nutrition and fueling for performance standpoint. And then you know, from a technology standpoint, uh, you know, we, we have a very unique relationship with Abbott. You know, there's mm -hmm. 20 some odd companies who are you know, claiming to use CGM to improve you know, weight loss, improve nutrition, improve metabolic health. They're using sensors that are indicated for people with diabetes. And yeah. as a diabetic who's been using this technology for 18 years, you know, it's great to see so many different companies pushing this technology out. But we have our own sensor. You know, we have exclusive access to LibreSense. It's minute by minute. You know, it connects direct to our app. It connects direct to bike computers. We get on Garmin. Soon we'll be on Apple Watch. So our ability to get the technology in front of people where they want it um, is unique, you know, and, you know, other companies, I don't know what's going to happen. They could be shut down just like this. Right. Because of our unique relationship with Abbott, you know, we are positioned for the long term um, in, in, the, in this business. And, you know, I know what Abbott's current technology is and I know what their pipeline looks like. Uh, glucose is only the beginning. You know, there's other analytes that are coming uh, that are really mm -hmm. going to help us to facilitate not just a glucose solution for athletes, but a full comprehensive solution for serving the world of sport, you know, to help you, know, you the professional athlete, or you, the person who's getting off the couch for the first time with the goal of doing a 5k, you know, achieve your goal and using optimal fueling, you know, as a path to get there. That's exciting. Yeah. I guess that's more, more for my last question. What about your plans? Maybe adding some new biosensing capabilities and so on. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But before we, we talk about that, um, I wanted to go back to your software. You talked about the app. Uh, in the team setting, right? Typically, team would use like a, a dashboard, right? They can monitor different players at the same time. Uh, so do you guys have a, I mean, a kind of a dashboard type setting already? Yeah. Or? Yeah. yeah, so we, we have a, 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 we do have a dashboard. It's really cool. Um, and that's a lot of, that's how coaches are using it. So they can look at okay. uh, yeah, 20 players or as many as they want and, and see what their glucose is over a heat map. And then they see when they were exercising, when they were sleeping, you can start, oh, this player is spiking at that, that much time. Is that mm -hmm. food or was that, did they have too many beers last night? Right. And uh, you can start to really dive into each player in their own unique metabolic individuality. Um, we need to, you know, kind of do APIs with groups like Smartabase and Fusion and you know, AMS platforms yeah. where we can work in the Teams platform. That's going to come. Um, mm -hmm. But for now, we do have our own unique dashboard. So if you bring your data into ours, you can start to you know, timestamp you know, glucose and you know, here's the activity point, here's the fueling points, here's the sleeping point, and then allow people to really figure out how do we solve for X, how do we solve for Y, how do we solve for Z, 
uh, using the data on hand. It's been that's well received. Uh, yeah, also, we work with a lot of coaches and nutritionists out there, and it's been great for them. It's simplified their lives and making sure you know, their athletes are doing not just the training, but the nutrition work training needed to perform on race day. Okay. Now, how far do you guys go as far as providing actionable health insights as far as what they should be doing or, cause I know it's always kind of tricky, right? To yeah. provide the right recommendation. So how, do you guys do anything like that today or? Not, you know, it's no, no, to be frank, we don't, no, we don't tell you what to do. No, we, we give you the data. Uh, yeah. We help you correlate like your feeling with the data. And then it's all about, you know, what changes do I need to make to get a more stable line? I mean, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. Stability, a flat line is a better performing line. So how do you adjust what you do when you do it to stay more stable more often? And it's a game, right? Uh, you know, in time, the product will tell you what to do. In time, the product right. will tell you how to do it. Um, but if we would have, I just want to say, if we would have given everyone you know, generic recommendations, mm -hmm. uh, we could have and others in the field are doing we would have been wrong for two thirds of the population. That's right. Uh, yeah. And so I'd rather have a product that's not quite perfect uh, longer. And then when we do give recommendations, there are recommendations that are going to work for you rather than just throwing you know, magic sauce in your, you know, ah, go do this. And then we fail. And then you fail. And then that loses trust with us. And then, you know, trust uh, takes a long time yeah. to build, fast time to kill. Well, I think it's the right approach, right? And I think the more data you're going to get, the better. You'll, I mean, you'll be able to build algorithm and better understand yeah. the baseline of each person, right? So it's it's better to be safe <laughs> than providing wrong recommendations or generic yeah. recommendation, right? Yeah. So uh, I think you've got the right approach. Now, can you talk to me about your business model today? Like, you know, anything that's listening right now, how do they buy the product? Where do they go? So, yeah. So, so teams in, in Europe, you know, we're seeing marks approved in Europe. You know, they can contact us, you know, if you're a team, contact me, Phil Sutherland, and I'll get you in touch with one of our sales uh, country managers. And we can we can do you know, deals with teams individually. Uh, most people buy like about 70% of our business is direct to consumers. So people go on the website. You, know, you can choose from different packages there to acquire the sensors. You know, we have a wholesale deal with Abbott. You know, then we mark the products up and then we sell them. That's our business model. Uh, and then about 34 35% of our business now is B2B, so direct to teams, and they buy in bulk. And you know, we, you know, we know that you know, you've got to understand the product to buy the product long-term. So mm -hmm. you know, I've got a really a dedicated performance team uh, who is willing to, we have the time to work with teams to make sure they're onboarded the right way, to they understand the system so that it, the teams and the players are going to get maximal value on it once they're on the system. Uh, so it's... Uh, you know, our website has a lot of information. You know, we've got a blog and podcast. I know in this day and age, you want very short snippets, but you know, glucose is complex. And if you want to get the maximal value out of this, you got to do the research. Uh, and we've done a lot of that research. We've done it, provided a lot of education. So I'd encourage people go on our website and, and look and research it and read and learn. Um, and you know, if you don't want us at the end of that, then that's your choice. But I know your competitors do. Yeah, I know you've done a good job with the website. You, people can see, you know, which sports organizations are using it, and I think you've done a good job. So um, I'm sure people will go to that to learn more. Um, now, last question is, what are your plans for the next 12 months? I know you talked about maybe some potential new biosensing capability because of your relationship, right? 
Are you looking to maybe raise some more money? Are you looking to expand in new regions? Are you looking to expand in particular leagues? I mean, what are, what are your plans? Yeah, so raise money. I, I didn't really know getting into the world of startup that uh, fundraising would never end. Um, yeah. So that's been, it's been a fun journey. We've had some powerful investors. I just finished another $6 million round uh, this week. Um, you know, we're looking, we've got U.S. market entry coming you know, mm -hmm. in, the, in the near future. So I'm raising capital now to prepare for that launch. Um, we do have other analytes that are in the pipeline. I think probably, you know, a year out is probably realistic for launch of, of those. Uh, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll make that public when I can make it public. Yeah. And you know, we really just are hyper-focused on the product, right? It's, it's easy now for you know, the very intelligent, high-performing nutritionists to figure out how to use this for their team. But as we said earlier, to scale this to the masses, to the fans of sport, to the people who want to be like the professional athletes out there, you know, we're really hyper-focused on simplifying and giving those more specific personalized recommendations. So, you know, the product is the, you know, the key. The app is the hub of our product. Um, so just making that more accessible, more easy to understand um, is you know, critical for our long-term success as a business. Well, that's great. Well, look, we're, we're at the end of the podcast interview, but I wanted to thank you for your time today and good luck with everything. Yeah, th thanks a lot, Julian. And uh, look, I, I hope that Super Sapiens can be a part of the upside for all, all the fans and listeners out there because it's that's the beauty of the world of sport. No matter you know how good we get, you can always get better, right? And that's, you know, I, I live it, I breathe it. You know, so I know the li listeners of your podcast and uh, all the upside participants out there, you know, that's why they're here listening to you is because want to find what's the next thing that's going to help my next one percent and you know i've listened a lot you've done so far so congrats on everything you've done at the upside and uh proud and honored to be here today thanks that for sounds time. great and thank you for your comment we appreciate it so we'll, we'll do our best to uh to help you guys connect with the right people so thank you thank you julian thank you thank you for listening to access past episodes and other research articles and analysis of sports technology please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.